So today, I'm actually, as I just continue to meditate on where we started last week, I'm really excited about teaching on, I'm going to review on agape love, but teaching on the Zoe life. Um, and as we were daring worship, that sweet spot that we hit on that last song, he was just showing me that the life of God that is in each one of us, the love of God is not for us. It's to share. It's to give. And it's something, though agape love is the spirit, the God love, Zoe life is the God life. You can actually feel it in the tangible, in your physical senses. If you've never had that experience of literally feeling the presence of God on you, I expect you'll feel that today. That that life flows through you. And if you haven't, by the end, we'll actually give you the opportunity to come up and literally we can help activate what's in you. Because I can't give you something. He already gave it to you. But as we were during worship, he said that what we acknowledge and respond to is what we can receive of. So if you acknowledge and respond to the life that's in you, you'll receive of that. And then you can impart it or share it with others. But as we talk about that, when I'm laying and claiming life over somebody and releasing life and healing over somebody, a lot of times I'm actually calling forth what's already in them. If they're a believer, they have exactly what I have. I don't have anything special to give them. But what I do have maybe is revelation that will set them free to realize what's in them. And sometimes that can be by a touch, by a word. Or sometimes that can be just by sitting with somebody and they just tangibly know there's something different. Have you ever just sat with somebody and you know in your spirit they have something? And so, before I really jump into it, something that I've talked with Bucky, and uh, he didn't have anything, but now I have something on it, is we've talked about sitting at his feet. What does that look like? What is that like when he taught two weeks ago? He's like, he just had to start doing it. There wasn't a formula. How, how do I sit at his feet to get revelation of who I am? What does that look like? And one of the things, just to simply build off where he said is, yes, you've got to make time for that. But the thing I realized is, I can make time, but when I stepped into being able to sit at his feet and actually receive from him, was actually when I was with a group of people and they were all having this encounter with God and I'm sitting there and this was only a year and three months ago and I'm sitting there and it was actually at Bucky's bachelor outing, whatever we called it, where we went shotguns and all that type of stuff. They're having this encounter. Tim's there, um, Bucky, and then another gentleman named Mac and there's some of us. And I think Aaron, you came in too at one point. But they're like, they're all having this moment with the Lord and I'm sitting there like, huh. All right, why am I not experiencing this? Same thing. 
he's, he's within six feet, you know. He can work beyond distance. So I'm like, okay, what is it, Lord? And he goes, you have this same opportunity. So the next thing you know, I'm kind of the one at one point kind of helping in case people fell out. And I'm like, okay, Lord, let's go. And I ended up in the same spot and then able to partake in exactly what they were having. I started seeing the same things that God was showing them. It was this awesome encounter, but I had to say, if they can do it, I have the ability to receive the same thing they are. So I literally said, God, you don't have favorites. Though I am his favorite. I am. (laughs) But if he doesn't have favorites, and we all have the same ability, we all have the same spirit in us, why can't I not have that same experience? And that's really when I started to change how I walked and lived my life. Because I said, if they can do it, I think actually the word I said, if it's not something special for Pastor Tim, because they were a linked arm and I was over here, it's not something just he cares. I can have that same experience. It's not for anybody that teaches up here, worships up there. It's for every single believer that you can experience the tangible presence of God. And you can experience the life of God in everything that you do. And so that's the fun part about, as I just continue to study and meditate, on the love and life of God is, it's with us all the time. When you recognize and acknowledge His presence, it will fill you over and over and over. He'll not leave you, forsake you. He doesn't leave. How many times have we turned away from the glory? We've turned away from the love. We said, Lord, I got this today. I do it all the time. Luckily, I'm better about repenting and turning back quicker than I used to be. But man, we do it all the time. We get in our flesh. Maybe it's looking at finances. You're looking at your bank account. I have to do this now. And he says, wait, trust me. Wait upon me. That actually happened to me this week. I spent a couple of days because I had did more temporary do- jobs for the last couple months of last year. I'm like, okay, I need to get a permanent job. So I start sending out resumes after resumes after resumes. Doing that. Actually, I only sent out three. But I searched a bunch of jobs. And I'm like, okay. To me, it was a lot. It was more than I've ever sent out to get a job. And the funny thing is, I make a phone call because the Lord says it and my wife goes, well, you should have did that a long time ago. Thanks, Second Holy Ghost, for saying that now. <laughs> so I make a phone call. Three hours later, I have an interview because when I started doing temporary jobs, the Lord said, you're not even going to have to show your resume to get a job. And I had a job by Friday. And so I made a call. Three hours later, I met the gentleman, and I was working Friday. So I spent... I spent three days, I mean, because looking for a job now, there are an abundance of jobs. You really can really pick what you want to do. So I was looking through all that stuff, and it literally took a phone call, and I was meeting a gentleman three hours later, and I was working the next morning. That's what he said. And the funny thing is, he said, you will not have to present your resume to get a job. The guy never asked for my resume. Didn't ask for anything. It just, we talked, hour and a half later, I have, he put my key code into the lockbox and I have access to it. That's God. That's trusting him. But I, I wasted, let's say, I wasted a good 16, 
20 hours looking at jobs, sending my resume to the couple. I did a pre-screening interview, all this stuff. Then I end up canceling two interviews because God did exactly what he told me to do three months ago. So, but I wanted to do it my way. So what happened? I had to repent, Lord. You said this is how it's going to happen. And it's exactly how it happened. But I just, I had a lot of human labor and wasted effort in the mix of that. So last week we talked about agape love. We actually, I could have went into the Zoe life, but that would have been, we would have been out of here about two o'clock as we got into that. So we just would continue this week. But the agape love, we talked about there's three main types of love within the Bible. And most people, whether we're talking about love or life, most people think we have to strive to walk in the God type of love or the Zoe life, the agape love or Zoe life. And if you're striving to get to that place, I'll tell you, I did that for a good 10 years. It doesn't work. Once I recognized what I already had in me is when you start walking out who you are. Every one of us as born-again believers is created in the image and likeness of God. We have the Spirit of God that lives and dwells in us and gives us our being. Can I strive for that at all? It was a gift that I got when I accepted Him. I received the agape love of God in my heart. I received the Zoe life in me when I accepted Christ. And so today we're going to go over Scripture on the Zoe life, but We can't neglect that the love of God is why we have all of it. And that love is in each and one of us because the love of God is why Jesus came. The love of God is why Christ was crucified for us. Buried, resurrected, and seated on the throne in heaven so we can have that resurrected life. We live beyond the cross. We live as a resurrected being. We have new life. The cross is what took us from death unto life. And that's the exciting part is every one of us, and if there's anybody here, I know we have a couple guests, that does not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we need to take care of that now. Because he loves you so much that he wants you to hear this word knowing that your spirit is born again and that you have that same life that you can walk out of here and not spend 10 years like I did working to try to figure out how this life works. You can walk out of here being born again and have revelation that you have the life and you can operate it in the same way that every one of us does today. So is anybody here that does not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that your spirit has not been born again to the life of God in you? All right, now that we cleared that up, I just want to make sure there's... Now we can be talking to all believers about the Zoe life. So the exciting part is Every one of us has this. Every one of us has the opportunity to walk out the abundant life. Now, the abundant life is the life of things like the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience. The abundant life can include material things. But that's not what he's talking about when he's talking about the abundant life. They are literally 
Going back to what I pre- they are the bonus to seeking him first. And if you have questions on that, I did two weeks on literally the bonus, which is seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. But they're not what we get when we're born again. We get life, the abundant life. So if you can put up the slide four for me. Maybe. So it's a triangle that we showed last week, just to bring it back. There is three main types of life that the New Testament scriptures talk about. There's Zoe life, Soku life, and Nebaios. So he was able to pull it up there. So like I was saying, when we're dealing with life, most people are, and I was taught it in the church I went to before we came out to Virginia Beach. I had to strive to get to the Zoe life. So, then Soku life, so let me just go over the Zoe life. If you want to look it up, it's the Strong's word, it's the Greek word, 2222. It occurs 134 times in 126 verses in the New Testament. Most people aren't probably going to care about that, but if you want to look into it, it's fun to look at. Just different things as we're looking at what the Zoe life is. That is the God life. That is the divine spiritual life, the eternal life. It is the complete and whole life. It's living in wholeness. It's the absolute fullness of life. And it's the life that we actually live in the likeness and image that we are created in, which is God. The second life is the Soku life. And I might not be pronouncing it right. If there's a Greek scholar, they can correct me afterwards. Okay. Okay, suke. I'll probably pronounce it wrong for Rod, so you can keep... So it is the Greek word number 5590. It occurs 105 times in 95 verses in the New Testament. They talk about this as your mental life, your soulish life, your psychological life. So this is your mind, will, and emotion. And this is your personality, is what we exhibit through there. And then the last one is bios. Did I say that right? I'm just going to pick on Rod. And that's the Greek word 979. This occurs 11 times in 11 verses. This is just something that's studying and looking at how many times agape love and Zoe life appear in the Word in the New Testament compared to bios or even phileo love. It's funny how much the God type of love, the God life, appears much more predominantly than the other types of life. The other types of love. So just in that, I'm like, wow, that's interesting. So that tells me how much more focused he is on what? Our spirit. Because that is who I am. At the very core, I am a spirit. That is the essence of who Jason is. I have the spirit of God. I'm created in his image and likeness. I have this fleshly suit that will not make it. But my spirit does. And maybe I'll be skinnier. Maybe I'll have hair. Who knows what it'll look like in heaven. My spirit may be full head of hair. We don't know. He has not shown me that, and I haven't asked to know. But so those are the three types of life. The bios, like I said, it only occurs 11 times in 11 verses. This is a physical life. This is the material world, the material realm. This is your 
This is limited to the time in our earthly bodies, and this is our livelihood. This is a physical, this is what we get in this physical earth. That'll what? Fade away. So our livelihood. So if you can put up slide five. So like I said, this is how we build our life. Our foundation of our life needs to be agape love and Zoe life. That is what we're rooted in and grounded in. And when we do that, I promise you, you will excel in life better than you ever did when you are striving to do that. Because once you live out who you are, and guys, I'll be honest. Well, I usually am honest. Some people say I might be too blunt and honest. So I, as I say that, that's not the proper way to say it. But when I started walking this out, some of the things that this re- requires of you as you walk this out might scare you. And the, way, the reason I say that is it's going to be greater than you could ever have dreamed. It really is the Ephesians 3.20 life, greater than you can ever think, say, or imagine. I get to do things because I said yes to the Zoe life. I get to do things because I said yes to the agape love of God. And it stretches me because my flesh wants to say, eh, not today. Maybe I don't really want to do this or this. There's been many times he said the abundant life is on the, in the waiting. The abundant life is if you trust me in this. Because when I said yes to the abundant life, I had to let go of a lot of things that I had on vision boards that laid my life out for 10, 25 years. I had to say, okay, this was my plan. And I had said, really, I had to say yes to a more spontaneous life. Like, there's a part when Tim's like, yes, this is going to be the most spontaneous year of OC. I'm like, I've lived more spontaneous in the last four years of my life. I, I thought we were there. So now, now the abundant life says we're going to go a little bit further. And there's a part when he first said that, I'm like, you know, maybe that's not really what I want to do. Like, I feel like I'm already way more spontaneous than I used to be. And, but that's not really an option. It is an option, but if you want to keep going with the Lord, he's going to keep stretching you. So, you know, if we're more spontaneous this year, what's probably going to happen next year? More spontaneous. The year after that, more spontaneous. So, as we looked at, that is the joy of saying yes to it. But there may be a place that it does somewhat scare you. When you start asking the Lord, show, you, show me what the Zoe life looks like for me. And he shows you stuff. And you go... I don't see how today gets to that. And for some of you, what he showed you already, it might be a year from now, it might be 20 years from now. Or it might be tomorrow. It's just a matter of you saying, all right, luckily it's not me who has to fulfill what you just showed me. I get a trust in the life that showed it to me is going to be the life that carries it out. And I don't have to strive, because I did that before. The Lord showed me some stuff that was going to happen in my life. And so what I did, I said, great, Lord, that's a great vision. Thank you for that. Thank you for the revelation what's come in my life. And I had a few pieces. And so I, the easiest way I can say this is he showed me a few pieces. So I, I had a 
5,000 piece puzzle, but I had three pieces. And so they were all the same color. So I started making a picture out of these three pieces and I shipwrecked. I'm like, this is what it looks like. And so I started putting these pieces together that did not go together, but that's all I had. So who's ever did a puzzle and it, it kind of fits. So you can do this. There it fits. Come on, anybody that's did a puzzle and you're down to like three pieces, you, you just sometimes just make it fit. No? No, I would, I, would, I would lose it. You'd lose it? I would lose it. Have you ever had it where you get done and there's one piece missing and you can't find it? No. Well, Lord, we thank you for revelation of all pieces to Nicole's life as she walks this Zoe life out, that she will have every piece. But he will stretch you even in that. Because what happens is he's done it to me, and most of you can say this too. He showed you enough, but there was still that step of faith where you had to step out of the boat. And so when you're trying to step out of the boat, but you're forcing that puzzle piece in, yeah, you sink. But luckily there's repentance. You get to get back and try it again and try it again. And hopefully not too many times, but most of us here have something that we've tried over and over again. And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I've done that in my flesh. In my bios life, I've done things over and over, got the same result, but maybe this time. Well, maybe if I actually trusted God and did what he said, it would have been better a lot quicker. So I want to go over some scriptures of the Zoe life. So Luke 12, 15, in the New American Standard Bible, says this. And so where it has the word life, in, in the scripture, it's the Zoe life. I'm going to say Zoe. Then he said to them, beware and be on your guard against every form of greed. For not even when one has an abundance does this Zoe consist of his possessions. So it's funny. And Corey is talking about giving and tithes. And what I was just talking about, the first scripture that I had to bring out was this Zoe life isn't about our material possessions. It does not matter if you have the mansion, if you live in an apartment, live in a trailer, the Zoe life can be present in every one of those areas. It doesn't matter if you're in a third world country. I've had the privilege to go numerous third world countries. Some on chiropractic trips, some on actual mission trips. Some of them experience life fuller than people in America. And we would say, how can they have life? They have mud huts. My translator, when I went to India, they took us to their house. It was a mud floor where three generations of family lived in a room smaller than our rising room. That's where the kitchen and everything was. They enjoyed life. They came they were our translator. They took us to McDonald's and they did all this crazy stuff. They enjoyed life. But sometimes in America, we have so much stuff we can't even enjoy life. We spend an hour figuring out where we're going to go eat because we have so much choice. But the Zoe life does not consist of the possessions we have. Then I'm going to read John 1. Verses 1 through 5 in the New Living Translation. So, in the beginning 
the Word already existed. Now it's funny. I was studying this looking at Zoe life in it, but it's funny. The word for the word for the word in this is actually logos. So I'm, as I'm reading this, I'm like, okay, I've got to go study this because we've always talked about logos and ramos. Logos is a written word, but I now have a new seed to study on um, because I actually have studied on logos and ramo rama a lot, and so obviously. There's more to Logos than it's just the written word that we carry today. Um, so that's a fun study that I would encourage you to look into. But in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave Zoe, the abundant life, to everything that it created. So were you created by God? So what do you have? You have Zoe life. You have everything. And his life, Zoe, brought light to everyone. And this word for light here is false, which is another thing. There's the God type of light, which is the false light. So this is, there's so much when you start studying about the God type of love, the God life. There's a God light that we all as believers we change the world. We shine in this world like nothing else. There's not a light that compares to the light of God. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So we have the life and the love and the light that darkness can't touch. So why are we so afraid? And this church is actually really good about it. But why is the world so afraid of what's happening? Why is the world so afraid about deliverance? Like, it's something, there's so much going on that I've talked to with a lot of people. They're so worried about deliverance. I have the life in me. When I start to recognize that, you know what? Anything that's of darkness that's still in me has to flee. Now, you can come together with believers, and you can come in agreement but when I'm walking through something, you know what I can do? The life of God is in me. Resurrection of life. It's in me. I can release it with, to somebody else, and I can release it on myself, on my family. This week, literally, Lily was, I don't remember even what night it was. So we all start praying for her. She's asleep. By the time we're done praying, she's asleep, and I don't even think she's had any issues since. Like, she wasn't feeling good. We're putting her to bed. We start praying. She's asleep. We're like, well, the peace of God definitely hit here. Turned out the light and we walked out. But that's what you can expect. When I walk into an environment, I expect it to change because of God in me. And that God in me brings life, love, and light to the situation. John 3, 15 and 16 in the King James Version. That whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal Zoe life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting Zoe life. John six forty seven. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. 
so why did I take care of if there's anybody not saved at the beginning? You all have the Zoe life in you. You all have the ability to walk as Jesus did. You're all able to fulfill a scripture that said, and you, say me, me. will do greater, greater. greater than Jesus did. Amen. That's the scripture that freaked me out. Sometimes still freaks me out. Because I have not figured it out. I have not figured it out in my mind. He obviously has the plan so the, that the church, so the body of Christ fulfills that scripture. And so if any of you have revelation on how that looks, I would love to hear it because that's something I meditate on regularly is how do we walk that scripture out? Because it's the word that's spoken in truth. So it has to come to pass. So in my revelation and in my application of that revelation, what am I missing? What am I missing? Because guess what? There's not more that God has to give me to fulfill that, did he? On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came and he brought life. Tongues of fire and they filled the room. And then they went out and preached the message of the kingdom. But we all have that life. And if you really want to study on the life, just reading the Gospel of John, I think was about... 20 to 25% of all the Zoe reference lives came from the book of John. So it's one of those things that if you just sit down and read the book of John, you're hearing about life, about life consistently. So John 8, 12 in the King James Version. And for all the people that love the King James and say that I probably sometimes use too many translations, today I use the King James Version a lot because I was looking at the Greek on a lot of this to make sure I placed the uh, Greek word properly. So this was a unique time where I pulled out the King James Version a lot. But I do read it and reference it most times. So then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall, walk, shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And actually, if you read that, but it shall have the light force of the life Zoe. So what's it say? He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. So that life, when it came in you, what did it do? It expelled darkness from your body. Amen. So as a believer, if we're walking and saying, man, I haven't been delivered. It says right here, the darkness is gone. What you may need to do is renew your mind to what the word says of who you are, but the darkness is gone. I can't be delivered from something that is actually lack of discipline and lack of renewing my mind. <laughs> but it's one of those things, and that's not in my notes, so this is just the Holy Ghost. But it's an interesting thing when we receive salvation when I received it I didn't know what I received I thought I received fire insurance from hell that's a good thing but that's that's really what I thought I received is I'm not going to hell I wasn't taught that I could live a life that actually was an example 
to the world. I didn't live in a way that I was created in the image and likeness of God that I could bring life to the very people that I encountered. I was happy doing the same things I did before I accepted Christ, but I knew that I wasn't going to hell. That's how I got saved. That's where I walked for from 2008 to 2016. Even at 2010, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I wasn't taught what it was. I had this great encounter, got floored for 30 minutes, was not taught what it looked like and how it was power in my life to give people the experience of life of God. So for six, seven years, I had this gift in me that I didn't utilize, but it was always there, wasn't it? So if somebody's walking through something and they need deliverance, really what they need is discipleship, and they need to get in the Word. They need to renew their mind. And they might need somebody that says, hey, we're here with you. Because we all have times that we're weak, don't we? And the cool part is, if you're married, God's already gave you your number one support besides Him. They walk with you. They do life. They sometimes prod you to do better. And the good thing is, they're your helpmate. They're there for you. And if you have a spouse, they should be the one that is your primary helpmate. Otherwise, you're living in an imbalanced marriage. That's just an extra thing, and that's going to lead to a slight bit of an issue down the line. But you shall have the light of life. We all have the light of life. So that Zoe life, what's it come with? A light. That Zoe life comes with a light and it expels darkness. So if you're in a place where you see darkness, what do you need to do? Confess the light that is in you. Be the light that you have. You know, and it's not in my notes, but the scripture, what? Do we light a candle and put it under a lampstand? All these things. Why? What's that example of? We don't take what he gives us and say, okay, I'm going to go and never show anybody what he gave me. If somebody here got their dream car, I don't know, somebody name their dream car, Tim. Toyota 4Runner. All right, Tim. <laughs> so Toyota 4Runner. If you got your favorite Toyota 4Runner, would you not show people? Would you not, instead of parking in the crowd at Walmart, you're going to park at the end so nobody nicks your car? You're going to show that thing off. You're going to keep it clean. You're going to make sure it sparkles. You're going to do everything so what? People know what you have. How many of us have the life of God where we're like, ah, we let our insecurities keep us from showing who we truly are. We hide it away and put it under a cover so nobody can see what he has. But man, let the life of God burn in you and change your world. John 12, 25, in the New King James Version. He who loves, now the funny part, this word loves here is phileo, which is the brotherly type of love. His life, and the word here for life is not Zoe life, it's the, how do you pronounce, Soku life? Suke life. 
So he who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life, once again, suke, in the world, in this world, will keep it for eternal life, Zoe. So what's it say? We have to get rid of Zoe, or get rid of phileo love and suku life to experience what? Zoe life. How many of us live in our mind, will, and emotion? And then we say, God, fit into that. Fit into what I think of you, how I feel about you. But we don't go to the word and say, Lord, your word says this. So I'm going to base my life on the foundation of your word, on the foundation of your love, and the foundation of your life. But most of us base our revelation on God on what? What I think of him, how I feel about him. In our intellect, I feel like I was one of those people that before I got saved, it wasn't like I went to a service and it was like, wow, the power. I was saved very intellectually. I'm like, okay, so if I get saved, this is what it means. I don't go to hell. I'm forgiven of my sins. Like I had the one, two, threes of what salvation looked to me. And now I like look back at it and I'm like, wow. I, I definitely covered, I read the insurance policy. I knew the points of I'm not going to hell, but I knew, knew nothing of what life was. What did I say yes to? I said yes to being an overcomer. I said yes to, yeah, trials and tribulations are going to come, but I will win. I have victory in Christ Jesus. I have the life of God. So no matter what, if this earthly suit dies today, I win. I have life. I have the life of God in me. So on that John 12, 25, there's a lot, because it includes love, it includes two different types of life. But when I was talking with Serge about this, he's like, you might have to kind of pause on that one. Because is phileo love necessarily bad? But when it's not rooted in Zoe life, it's not what God's, it's not God's best. So literally, you have to let go of the phileo love as something that you live by. You have to let go of the suku life. So our mind, will, and emotion is what drives us and trust him and live by the Zoe life and agape love. That's why it's so important that your foundation of who you are is rooted in love and life from God. Not from our mind, will, and emotions. Not, the, not what we vision God to be, but we know God to be from the Word. The next scripture is John 14, 6, in the New King, King James Version. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, Zoe life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if he's the way, the truth, and life, and what? I have the same as he does. So I have the truth in me, I have the way in me, and I have the life in me. Every one of us. And so guess what? You have to say yes to letting all those be what you walk out every day. Romans 6.22 in the King James Version. But now being made free from sin 
and became servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and to end everlasting life, Zoe. So because we have the Zoe life, we can live a holy and godly life, can't we? It's not something just for select few. We are all called to do what? Live holy lives, set apart to him. How many here, because I've done it, so I'm going to, how many here have written out a list of things that you had to do in order to feel holy? Or things that you had to give up so that you thought you were holy? You got a little big list. I used to have a big list. And how many of us, when you have a list of no's, what happens? You feel bad about yourself? What was the Old Testament law? It was the books of do not do this, do not do that, do not do this, do not have anything. And what happened? Israel failed miserably. So what did Jesus do? He came, fulfilled the law, and said, I give you a new commandment, love. I give you a new commandment, love, and you'll fulfill the law. Because if you love, you walk out exactly what the Old Testament would tell you not to do. If I love, I'm not going to murder or kill. If I love, I'm not going to commit adultery or fornication. All the things that we look at as things that we shouldn't do are all fulfilled by the commandment of love. So now we're free from sin, as it says in Romans 6.22, and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness. You already have the keys to live a holy life. You, you don't have to run out and say, I got to do this or this. It's already within you to live a consecrated life, to live a holy life, to live a life set apart to God where you're doing everything for him, for his glory. That's the life we already have today. And so if you're not walking it, it's the question of, Lord, where am I missing it? What is the revelation I'm lacking? Or what is the self-discipline of walking this out do I not want to do? First John 3.15 in the New Living Translation says, Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal Zoe life within them. That seems like a pretty tough scripture, doesn't it? So if you have hatred for somebody, what? You can't be operating in Zoe life. They don't go together. Just like fear and faith. I'm either going to be in faith or I'm going to be in fear. I'm either going to walk out agape love into Zoe life or I'm going to be walking out in hatred. I can't walk in love and hate at the same time. Jude 20 through verse 21. So for any of you that you don't know Jude, there's only one chapter. So it's just verses 20 and 21. And the King James Version said, But ye beloved, say I'm beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the agape love of God, looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto 
eternal Zoe life. So what? We keep ourselves in agape love and looking for the mercy of the Lord unto eternal Zoe life. So the good part is that Zoe life can be lived today. That Zoe life that it's talking about, the eternal Zoe life, I can walk in that today and then all the way through eternity. I don't have to wait till I die to be walking in the abundant life. Because a lot of times we're taught that, man, the Zoe life, that's, the, that's, that's your eternal reward. When you die, you get a walk in this. So now what? Death becomes my salvation. Not the works of the cross. Not, not what Christ already gave me is because I'm a new creature today. So I, I expect the Zoe life today. I expect the agape love to flow from me today. Not when I die, because that makes death my savior. When I look at it that way, what, what happens? When I die, I get this and this and this. We have it today. On earth as it is in heaven. Guys, this excites me. And it's excited me before, but as I meditated on this for the last week, because last week I really focused on love, I'm like, as much as I thought I was operating in revelation on this, he goes, you're scratching the surface. There's so much more. Like, just because I don't teach on this next week doesn't mean I'm stopping the study of the life of God and the love of God. It's going to be a continual thing because he's already showed me the next thing I'm going to start studying on is the light of God. Because as I was studying on the life of God, the life and the light of God showed up so many times together. So he said, now I want you to study out the next thing. And so that's what he'll do. He's going to give us revelation upon revelation upon revelation. And so at some point, what I teach today, my understanding of the Zoe life, I'll be like, man, I can't believe I actually taught that. You, you talk to people that don't ever go back like five years. People be like, well, did you hear this recording? And you, you listen to it, and I haven't been teaching the gospel for five years, but you listen to it, you're like, man, Rod probably cannot have said it. You read, listen to some of your revelation you had years ago, and you'll be like, man, that was so not good. Because you're walking in revelation different today. And we all could just look back a year ago and say, man, the revelation I walk in today is so different than what I walked in last year that I'm like, man, I feel bad for the people that had to hear that. So I apologize now for the revelation I teach five years from now. And I'm like, man. But he does reveal himself. He does go from glory to glory. So I expect, and I want you all to expect, that what you, how you see God today, you'll see him in a greater fashion tomorrow and the next day. And as you see yourself created an image of likeness today, you will see even greater what's in you tomorrow and the next day. And you'll go from glory to glory. And that's just revelation of who you are in Christ. That's revelation of how good of a father is. He loves you so much that he gave his son. Not only did he give his son for forgiveness of sin, but he gave you life. He gave you love. 
He didn't just say, I saved you. Walk out this life in misery. He said, I saved you. And I gave you the gift of life to change the world, to bring heaven to earth. So another scripture, somehow I managed to not put it in my notes, but I know it was there, is John 10.10. So who wants to quote John 10.10? because I can do it for you, but, and not the front row. Somebody want to take a 10, a shot at 10, John 10, 10. Yep. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life, and it is the word Zoe life, and to give it to you more abundantly. It doesn't say he gives you to be more abundant in heaven. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundant. It is a something that we possess now. It's not a future thing. Too many things in the word of God, we as believers say that's the future. That's coming. I'll receive that when. There's a lot of things that are for us today that are for us right now, that we said, but when this happens, I'll believe. But when this happens, when this happens, that means it's time for me to walk in that revelation. He's saying, faith is now. Walk in the revelation you have now, and you'll get greater revelation, and you'll walk in that tomorrow. But you've got to walk out what he's already given you today. So in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, the New American Standard Bible, um, verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life. Everything pertaining to Zoe life we have. It's already granted to you. So everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he was granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you can become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by evil desires or lust, as it says. For these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. So there's promise upon promise upon promises that we get as believers, don't we? One of those, and as you read this, this talks about everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him. How do you receive that? Through knowledge of the Father that gives abundantly. Well, I received from a father that I think wants to beat me down and hurt me and doesn't want the best for me. For me to walk out the Zoe life, I had to change how I seen God. Because I seen him as a punitive God that literally 
was waiting to destroy me. He wasn't there as a father saying, all right, son, I know you messed up. How do we steward through this so that you can keep walking out the destiny I have for you? How can we keep walking out that I have a plan and a future for it, as it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. I have a plan, a future, a hope. He doesn't say, man, you screwed up. Next. He helps us steward through our mistakes. He helps us live when we mess up. When we don't maybe have the faith that we thought we had for a situation, he says, let's go. I'm going to help you through this. We're going to make it. He loves us that much that when we do correct us, what? He corrects us. He brings us in line. And he says, let's keep going. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. If you're broken, he's going to carry you. He's going to bring people in your life to help you through that situation. You can think of people in your life that you're helping right now. But you can think of people that have came along at a unique season to help you through things you've walked through. That's the love of God. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. And he granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. You read the word, you should be excited about what God has in store for you. The plans, the future, the giftings, the callings, the assignments to change your world. It is fun to read it that way. I used to read it, oh man. See that? They messed up. They got beat down. Or you read David's story. David had a fun story. Called, anointed, neglected his time at battle, so he ends up in adultery, kills that guy's husband. And what's the New Testament say? David, a man after God's own heart. Isn't it? Did I not? Okay. The way you looked, I'm like, Rod just got serving, maybe. I'm correct, right? Okay. But literally, even in that, what happened? Did God leave him? No, he still won battles. He still conquered. He still actually created the treasury that was able to build the temple. And his son had the privilege of building it. So the exciting part is he didn't cancel all the gifts and promises, did he? And that's Old Testament, guys. But I'm going to read that same 2 Peter 1, 2-4 in the Passion Translation. May grace and peace, or perfect peace, cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power deposited in you right now. You even have the bank card to go to the ATM and pull it out. It's deposited in you now. It's not like our bank accounts that say pending and you know it takes three days for a check to clear. It's deposited and active today. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by his name and invited us to come to him through the glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given us magnificent promises that are beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, 
we can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are this world. And I'm going to read it also in the, the message. In the message, you have to read verse 1 too because they do groupings of uh, the verses. Simon Peter, I am a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. I write this to you whose experience with God is as life-changing as yours. All due to our God's straight dealing in the intervention of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you many times over as you deepen in your experience with God and Jesus, our Master. Everything that goes into a life, Zoe, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us. Say miraculously given to us. Given to me. So you have everything to please God. Given to us by getting to know and personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. So what's one thing we talk regularly about here is intimacy with the Father. So we receive the Zoe life in revelation of what we have by getting to know him personally and intimately. The one who invited us to God. The best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you. Your ticket to participation in the life of God after you turn your back on the world corruption by lust. So you all have it, don't you? You all have the ticket, or like I said before, the ATM, to live this abundant life. You know the fun thing? As you go to the ATM, when you put it in, when you get your money out, what, what's it give you? A receipt that tells you your balance. Your deposit is full with the Lord. It's not saying it's going negative. When you withdraw that out, it never goes empty. Your deposit is full. You have everything you need to walk this life out. So, and one of the things as I've been studying this, the Lord said this, said it to me, faith is love and action now. Faith is love and action now. Because what is love without action? The agape love will always produce an action. The love of God produced the action of Christ coming to save us. The love of God is what compelled Christ, even though he knew what was coming, to still say yes to the cross. Because he loved you that much. So what? Faith is love in action now. If your love's not compelling you to action, you know what it is? It's a good feeling. Because what, what Serge bring out last week? Love is a choice. I get to choose to walk in the love of God. I have the free will to walk in the love of God, to walk in the life of God. So I also have the choice to what? Not walk in it. It is a choice to do that. So what? Faith is when I actually put action to my love. 
And faith is now. So I have faith that I walk in the Zoe life in a greater abundance today than yesterday. Faith is love in action now. Galatians 5, 6 in the Passion Translation says this. When you're joined to the anointed one, circumcision and religious obligation can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in the faith that works and expresses itself through love. And just a quick summary. Last week, as I close up, we 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3, in the Passion Translation, it says, Love that motivates our lives. It talked about the purity of heart as we do the things that the Lord asks us to get do. Because it says, I, If I were to speak with elegance in earthly man's languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I don't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than the clanging cymbals. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but I never learned to love, then I am nothing. What you do needs to be motivated and grounded and founded in the love of God. That way, when you get to heaven, you have the heavenly reward of that. I challenge you to seek God on revelation about the love in you and the life in you, but I also seek you, seek, ask, challenge you to seek him on how to walk it out. Because when you start activating and walking in the love and life of God, guys, it is fun. It is fun, it is fun, it's fun. The more I walk with the Father and get to know Him intimately and recognize what He's given me, I have more fun today than I did when I got saved in 2008. Because I, I just thought, I wasn't, going to I wasn't going to hell, but I could still just live in the worldly fun. And I'll tell you, the worldly fun does not compare to the God life. And that, like, there's a lot of people I know your testimony. Some of you are crazy, radical living life for the world, and you're crazy, radicals living life for the Lord. And that's what we have. Have fun with it. The same passion you went after something in the natural push after it in the spirit man it's fun guess what you're still going to probably have a 9 to 5 job or whatever your job is but that's still a time with God there's not secular and spiritual if I'm at the job I'm at now it's because God put me there so it's a time for the spirit to come into life and though I might be working by myself I still confess life in that place when I walked in it yesterday or Friday I said thank you for this place that whoever comes in it after me will be blessed and that they'll be prosperous and that they'll experience God if they do not know God because your presence will be left here because I'm here. That's how I started my day. You can, wherever you go, it could be 
an ungodly corporation that you work for. You're still light. Where you are, there is not darkness. But I'm, I'm, I'm only a server. I'm not a CEO. I don't even see the people in the boardroom. You're still light. And your boss sees you, and they'll talk about you in the higher level. Because Jesus had what? Favor with man and God. When you go and you're the life and light of God in whatever sphere you're put in, if you just do what God says, it's amazing how much favor you get with unsaved bosses. And you're like, wow, why am I getting promoted? Why do I get the best shifts? Why do I get, like, I, I went through school driving for Domino's. Went from being a doctor to driving for Domino's. That's just the, the that's how humorous God is. When I first started driving for Domino's, I did not see the humor in it, just so you know. But it taught me a lot because there was times I had conversations with my other drivers. They're like, you only work two days a week. I was like, I know what I need, and every time I come in, if I work those two days, I would leave with everything I need. Because I, when I first started, I worked four days a week, and I'd work on like a Tuesday night, and you only get a few runs. I'm like, this is a waste of my time. I can go do something better and just believe God for that. And if I was short, I received, as driving for a year and a half, I received $200 tips. The one of them was, they ordered a gluten-free pizza, their order was $14 delivered. I walk in, they sign the receipt and just give me cash. I never counted my cash in front of them. I get in my car, I open it, it's a $100 bill. I'm like, wow. So I actually go back up to them. And this is how good God is. I go up just to say thank you, because that's not a normal tip you receive as the delivery driver. And she goes, the funny thing is, because Domino's had a tracker app, they said, it said when it was being delivered, the Lord said, give them 100 and we, me and my wife at that point had a bill due that the $100 filled that gap. And so her obedience, spirit-filled believer that went to Life Church, gave a $100 bill on top of what she had already paid on the credit card to fulfill a need. So when you're walking in this revelation of the life of God, you get to be the one that sometimes is the giver, and you're sometimes the one that receives it. But the fun of it, and this is going to be the way that we're going to kind of close. Is what I'm talking about, this life of God. It is tangible to our physical body. You can experience the life of God. And Corey, he's, you know, the fire. You'll see him tangibly you can see that life flowing through him he'll be able to, he'll shake you know we all kind of joke in the court. that's the life of God flowing through him ready to be released life flows through each and one of us there's times that Rod can't walk that's the life of God the glory has come and the life is resting on each one of us And as much as I'd rather just end it, the Lord at the beginning said, if you've never felt the tangible presence of God, you will not leave here today without feeling it. And it's not that I'm giving you something when I touch you. 
It's he wants to reveal the very nature of who you are. And I, there's a chance I don't even touch you and I might call somebody else up depending on who comes up. But if you've never experienced the fire of God that quickened your body where you might not be able to stand, where you're shaking as you're standing, or literally you feel the fire of God burning in your belly. What I'm calling today is calling to life that you have revelation of what lives in you. That's what I want you to experience. And there's days, like last week, sometimes like when I'm preparing, like the Lord's all over me. Last week I knew that it was more like, I was very monotone. I just knew it was more teaching. During worship, he was tangibly over me that there's people that's gonna experience God's tangible presence today. Like literally as you recognize, and if you haven't, you can look out and these lights are blurry to me. The glory has been here this whole time as we've talked about the life that is here. He wants everybody to experience. He wants everybody to know that this isn't just words on a page. This is the life that is in you. That he wants you to know that it's real. It's been in you the whole time. He just wants to quicken it so that you know what you walk in. He wants you to walk in what he showed you. He wants you to do greater than him. He's calling us to that level. And so if you've never had that experience where you felt God's life flow through you, the presence of God, you're welcome to come up here and I'll call some people up if we need to. But if you've all experienced that, that is my heart that you all have experienced that. And the thing is, you don't have to be in a service to experience it. I experience the tangible presence of God every day. Me and my wife together as we pray can feel the tangible anointing most times that we pray together. Because we've started to acknowledge that He's with us. If I choose to join hands with my wife and pray he is there sometimes you'll hear him talk about the glory cloud you, you'll know his presence by you might see a mist in the air there's people that talk about gold flakes there's been feathers there's been all these things but you don't have to do that you can feel him in your spirit he's alive and well in you today So he, I'm just going to pray this prayer and anybody that does want to come up, you can come. Lord, thank you for revealing to us that all believers have the life of God in us. Thank you for giving all a physical touch of fire in them as a confirmation of the word of Zoe life is in them. May they all recognize it now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you life that is flowing in this place right now. We thank you that though nobody stepped up yet, you are touching them as they sit. Lord, we thank you for the fire burning in people's hands, in their bellies. Lord, we thank you for the life of God right now. Lord, that your presence be tangible in their lives right now. Lord, we thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. I shut it in. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you.
Lord, we thank you for the love of God being revealed to them in their lives. The precious love of God, Lord, that sets them free of bondage, of unforgiveness. Lord, we thank you for the love that dispels any hatred. Lord, we thank you for the light that every believer carries, that that light expels darkness. Lord, we thank you for revelation of who each and every one of us is in Christ. Lord, we thank you. That as we walk out, that we are world changers. That we overflow with the love and life of God. That we say yes to releasing this power, to releasing this life where we go. Lord, we thank you for people's spirits that are coming alive today with greater revelation. Lord, we thank you for stirring that fire right now. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, you're calling us higher. You're calling us higher, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for the greater expression of this love right now, Lord. We thank you for us walking out faith, which is love in action right now, Lord. We thank you. You're so good. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you turn on the wireless mic? Number two. There it is. The love begat the life. The life begets love. God's love, God's life, one and the same. All of it will help you share the power of his name through the light that you have received because you believed he began with the first commandment in a sense one could say he ended with the first commandment in that the first commandment will fulfill all the other commandments if we walk that we will walk the rest and in that love is your place of rest. The things that he's speaking in this season in this church 
are designed for your heart because of where you are going, because of what you will see, because of what you will hear, and what you will choose to believe. If you choose rightly, the things that will bring fear and dread, you will not experience that. You will be ahead. You'll be ahead of the game because you will know the power that you have in the, your authority that was given to you when he gave you the name. This season ahead, the season ahead, the season ahead, opportunities for victory, for love, or for dread. He's got you. He'll never let you go. Understand what's being said today. And when you come to those places, you'll know. Because he's already given you the understanding that you need to walk out everything that's coming. And it's good that we've heard these things and we'll continue to hear them. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, you are so gracious to us. You always reveal things to us. And you always tell us the end of a thing from the beginning of a thing. God, we thank you for revealing to us what we need for the things that are ahead of us. God, we thank you and we praise you that your provision has come now. And God, if we'll use our hearts, you will show us how to walk out any and everything that will come our way. God, we thank you for giving us the victory today for tomorrow. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We love you. We adore you. We extol you. We live and breathe in and through you. The life we live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Thank you, God. Thank you that you are preparing us because you told us we would partake of the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. Thank you, God, that you will always, always, always reveal your love to us. And that love is enough. That love is enough.